Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Holy Spirit is our helper. John 16 verse 7 says, But here's the truth. It's to your advantage that I die. For if I don't go away, the divine encourager, helper, will not be welcomed to you, not be released to you. But after I depart, I will send you, and when he comes, he will expose sin, and pruled is wrong about God's righteousness, his judgments. Sin, because they refuse to believe in him. God's righteousness, because I'm going back to join the Father, you'll see me no longer. And judgment, because this dark world has already received his sentence. The Holy Spirit is Jesus' represent. He comes and leads us on this amazing journey. He helps us to freedom, strength, courage, over so many things. And in that passage, it says he'll do three things. He'll come to expose sin. And you think, well, that's a bit scary. No, he comes to convict of sin so that we can find freedom. He's not there judging us. Jesus said, I didn't come to judge the world. But to say, sometimes you're about to say or do something and you feel, uh-uh, aside. You ever had that? When you're about to... You don't know what I'm talking about. When you've been tempted to steal something from the boss. When you've been tempted to someone. Or speak words that you know aren't really like They're selfish and angry words. And just before they come out of your mouth, it says, uh-uh, that's not going to be a good thing to say. And you've got to, am I going to respond to the Spirit or am I going to react? And, and I believe the Spirit of God wants to help us to be, to um those areas of sin. He also comes to reveal righteousness. Righteousness is right standing with God. How else is we at peace with God? Because then you can be at peace with others. Comes and he, he says, I'll bring judgment. Judgment on Satan and the powers of darkness. He doesn't judge us. Thank God he judges and destroys the works of the enemy. Sin added to Adam. The first Adam and Eve sinned. But the second Adam, free Jesus Christ. Righteousness is related to Christ, comes through him, and he has become our righteousness. Judge related to Satan, for the pure works of Christ bring judgment to the works of Satan. If we don't embrace Christ's righteousness, share in the enemy's judgment. Wow, God come to set us free. That's why the Holy Spirit convicts us and gives us to God. The devil will condemn you. How do you know the difference between condemnation and conviction? Conviction. The Holy Spirit will say, hey, this is made for better stuff than this. You don't have to go there. Come and I'll help to resist this temptation. Condemnation, the enemy will attack you and saying you're not good enough. You're a failure. You, you can do it. And so he'll attack your very identity. And then you, that's when you or it's the Spirit of God coming to adjust your life. And the Holy Spirit will always come with grace and show you a to walk in freedom. So tonight I want to talk about the Holy Spirit. John 14, 26 says, but the helper the comfort, the intercessor, the counsellor, the strengthener, the stand, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my, on my behalf. He will teach you all things and he will help you remember everything that I've told you. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. How many times he reminded you of things that you needed to know? You know, you're in a tough situation and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will remind you of your true identity. Or, or you need a truth and all of a sudden he will give it to you. He will remind you. Sometimes when you're feeling not real good, he'll remind you how much you felt his love last time you were in church. 
He'll remind you when you're the only Christian in your workplace, he'll remind you of how powerful have Jesus living in your heart. When you're facing pain, sickness and brokenness, he'll remind you of his promise that I have to bring healing and hope to your life. That's the Holy Spirit reminder of good things. I want to look at a few things that the Holy Spirit does. And if you don't have enough love in your life, guess what? Get connected to the Holy Spirit. Romans 5, 5 says, And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our heart through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. So when love, I find when I start to worship and feel the presence of God, my heart's filled up with love. Mate, I, I, my heart melts this morning as we had uh, just the presence of God here and that little, little five-year-old child said, I want to follow Jesus and led her dad out the front here. And they're both, and I, I, I just, it broke my heart. I thought, Lord, this is so precious. A child shall lead them. How beautiful. How beautiful. Another family visiting, one of their family members gave their hearts to Jesus. And I thought, Lord, you are so beautiful. And love will melt your heart. The Passion, Romans 5, 5 says, And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit lives in us. When you know the Holy Spirit in your life, I find love just overflows. And when you feel the Holy Spirit, often you'll feel strength and power. When I pray in that heavenly language, it's a gift for each believer. I just find energy and love just fills my heart. And just like fire burns in my heart. So number one, if you have love in your heart, the Holy Spirit's very good at spreading it out and pouring. Number two, he'll bring hope. We all need more. Hope is not just wishful thinking. Hope is a con expectation that what God said will come to pass, will happen. It's a confident expectation. And so it says in 15, 13, one of my favorite verses, A God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in Him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit confound your life with His superabundance until you radiate with... Wow, radiate. Remember those old... They used to call radiators. You know, the old electric ones. Now we have sophisticated gas ones and all that. But they used to call the old electric heaters, run them on, and within seconds this heat would start to radiate out. The, the bright orange light would be coming out. of. They would radiate. If you got within a few meters of that, you would feel the heat coming out of that radiator. God wants our lives to be so radiate wherever we go. We've got a zone of about five meters around it. It's within that zone, something starts to zap them. They still hope in their life. As soon as you open your mouth, there's, there's life coming out of you. You think that's a bit fanciful? No, it's not, because Holy Spirit within, who's the power of heaven. So wherever we, go, we carry His hope and life into a room. So when you're in a room where there's discouragement or negativity, or you walk in and sometimes without even opening your mouth, the atmosphere. I've seen it happen over and over again. I'm any super saint, but I've just learnt the truth of this verse. The Holy Spirit it radiates out hope. As soon as people start to say, say. Well, are you sure that's the whole story? Something all of a sudden gets them thinking. Well, you start to tell a story and starts to come in their lives. I remember years ago, I was at the Chambers Breakfast where I go every month and I was chatting to a real estate agent. It was all doom and gloom, you know. No one was buying houses and Harvey Bay was in the drain and, and there was no hope and, and he was just so negative. I thought, mate, how are you ever going to sell anything with that sort of attitude? I just started talking about, hey, the new projects that are coming, starting this, and they're going to build that. And he's looking at me as if, I'd, 
But I was just from the same town. And at, at the end of the verse, after this conversation went back and forth, he got up and shook my hand and says, I'm going out and I'm hopeful I'm going to sell some things today. You've got hope today. And I realized the power of this verse had happened. Looking at life a bit differently. And I didn't mention Jesus once conversation. I just brought hope to his world. He wore, and the next breakfast, he, looked, he was looking out to come and sit with me because he wanted another dope. He was having another tough day. And I thought, wow, you, you carry hope and you sell it radio. You say, oh, that's not my personality. I'm sort of just, listen, it's not, I just see negative stuff. Hey, when you've got Jesus up there and you can't dwell on the negative for too long, you just can't stay there because it's surging within you and you start to just can do because nothing's impossible for the Lord. So hope starts to fill your heart. The Amplified says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing through experience of your faith and that by the power of it, you will abound in hope and overflow confidence in His promises. So hope's flowing, confidence rises. When hope's flowing, you start to see the best in other people. Instead of seeing the worst, hope for their lives. And the Holy Spirit helps us because sometimes we just don't have it in ourselves. Our natural mind is overwhelmed. We're struggling with that assignment we've got to get done. We're thinking how are we going to out this friendship. And stuff's just going on. Holy Spirit start to stir your heart. All of a sudden you shift gears. Change. The atmosphere shifts. And you find that there's a new hope coming in life. So the Holy Spirit can fill us with love. He can fill us with hope. And the next thing he does, he brings revelation. These verses in 1 Corinthians 2. Verses 9 to 16 in the Passion Version. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 16, it says, This is why the Scriptures say, Things never discovered or heard of before, our ability to imagine, these are the many things God store for all of His lovers. But God unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. It's not just by your own clever minds. Do an IQ test tonight. I'm not real good at those sort of things. We're not doing a personality test. Who hates those sort of things? You go for a job application, you got to do intelligence and impersonality things. I'm thinking, I hate. Jesus doesn't do that to us. The Holy Spirit reveals things beyond our imagination. And it's, um, yes, He has revealed to our innermost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit who instantly explores all things. After all, who can really start and know his hidden impulses except for that person's spirit? So it is with God. His thoughts and secrets are only understood by his spirit, the spirit of God. We not receive the spirit of this world system, but the spirit of God, so that we understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. The Holy Spirit can open your heart and mind to start to see his grace. I love it when grace comes alive because everywhere you look, you see it. You experience it. You, if you're not looking for grace... You'll see judgment. And, and we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the Spirit and not with the words taught by human wisdom. We join together Spirit-revealed truths with Spirit-revealed words. Wow, isn't that When you've got revelation in your heart that are powerful, they will cut through people's lives. They will cut through and darkness. I'm amazed. And when I'm preaching, I can just see the change in attitudes happening in places and in their hearts. And when you're talking in conversation and love in your heart, it will just shift the atmosphere over people's souls. It is that powerful. And that's what the Holy Spirit within us can do. And so it goes on and, and says, Someone living on an entirely rejects the revelations of God's Spirit. Wow. 
So if you're just living out of your own natural mind and your natural heart, you will often reject the Spirit's words to your life. And I've watched it. I've watched people just push back, just push. They don't understand it. And the works of darkness will try and see receiving the revelation truth. But when heart starts to respond, all of a sudden, things change. It's like you receive it. You see it. I've been in church sometimes. You're seeing yourself, you see it. I remember years ago, I was at a pastor's conference here at the Dari Convention Center. Remember that? The one they knocked down? There used to be a big convention there. And I remember Jack Hayford was preaching on the far heart of God and his love. I'll never forget it. We were young. And in the middle of his sermon, for about 10 seconds, I had to look up and I didn't just see the roof and this. I saw the smile of God to me and he said, you're my son and I love you. For about 10 seconds, then it was gone. But I've never forgotten that moment. I felt the Father's love. The Holy Spirit revealed that God alone didn't have to strive ever again for approval. It was a moment in time. And I wasn't overly impure, but it was like God just knew I needed to have that revelation. There can be moments where the Holy Spirit will open up heaven song that you're singing, all of a sudden they've moved from words to revelation. You can hear a scripture and all of a sudden it's moved from just words into encounter. And I just love the Holy Spirit because just waiting for you to be hungry for Him. There's, um, those who live in the Spirit will carefully evaluate all things and they are the are subject to scrutiny of no one but God. For who has ever known the mind of the Lord Yahweh well enough to become His counsellor? And we possess Christ's perceptions. NIV says, we have the mind of Christ. How awesome. Have you ever thought about it? We, you have the mind of Christ. When you're a believer and the Holy Spirit, you can start to think like Jesus does. You can start to think about that's going on in your family or workplace. You can start to think about it with those that see what Jesus would like to do in that situation. Instead of getting negative, saying, I'm going to get even with them and all this stuff, start to say, wow, I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to love conditionally because they've only ever known rejection in their life. I'm going to do the opposite. You know the most powerful form of spiritual warfare is to do the opposite ruling. If there's negativity, you become generous. If there's, if, there, if there's pain or problems, you just minister. If there's fear, just bring about a place of peace. And when you start to do that, you bring kingdom life into broken lives. How powerful is that? And that's what the Holy Spirit's come into our hearts, bring that into people's hearts and souls. Number four, victory in the battle in our minds. We're singing that lovely new song. I like that song huh? about victory. Do you know where the biggest battle often is? In our minds. What we think about ourselves, what we think, what we think about other people, what we think about our past, what we think about our future. The battle is often in our minds and hearts. Listen to these verses out of Romans 8. Romans 8 is a great chapter to read. It says, For those who are living according to the flesh, their minds on the things of the flesh, which gratify the body. But those who are living according to the Spirit, set minds on the things of the Spirit, His will and purpose. mind of the Spirit is death both now and forever, because it pursues sin. But the mind of the Spirit is life peace. The spiritual well-being that comes from walking with God bound forever. The mind of the flesh with its sinful pursuits is active to God. Wow, it can be actively hostile to God. I've seen this. I've been talking to people and all of a sudden they put it all up and they just start to fight back against your words. 
I've been in church and I've been speaking and I watch three or four people down the back or all of a sudden they're just, they're just mocking and reacting and they just can't accept because their own mind is driven by darkness and trying to push back the truth that's trying to get in. And tonight the Spirit wants you to understand how this works. God's so powerful and God's come to our hearts and our lives. It goes on and says, um, uh, where are we? Verse 6. Now the mind of the flesh is dead both now and forever because it pursues sin, but the mind of the Spirit is life. The spiritual well-being that comes from walking with God, the mind of the flesh is actively hostile to God. It does not submit itself, nor since it cannot. And those who are in the flesh life that caters to sinful appetites and impulses cannot please God. That's why you can't put Bible they don't know Jesus because they can't do it. They call that religion and condemnation. They can't do it because it says they're out of a place of not revelation of His grace and forgiveness. They cannot respond and live the way Christians are called. That's why people react when we start to tick out the Ten Commandments and say, oh, we can't do that. You're just telling me what it's not what you're for. And sometimes we've slipped into this trap of trying to impose Christian standards on people who are not believers because they can't. But when the Spirit of God comes in their heart, everything changes. That's why we've got to speak the truth and love and help people be changed. And then they are able by the Spirit to change their attitude away and they can live in the kingdom of God. However, you are not controlled by the sinful nature, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God lives in you, directing and guiding you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him and is not a child of God. If Christ lives in you, Though your natural body of sin, your spirit is alive because of righteousness provides. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lend you. Wow. So this is the battle find where people set themselves up against God and don't even know why they're doing it. But when the truth starts to come, all of a sudden a change comes. That's why we love it, we tell it, and the Spirit takes it and it's to break through. Some of us, before we were Christians, we didn't want to know anything about God. That's a load of rubbish. How, how can you believe in a God you can't see? And how can you pray to someone that you don't even know if he's listening? The natural mind, that's how it sounds to the natural mind, doesn't it? But when you start to experience his love and his forgiveness, all of a sudden, those arguments lose their power. And that's how Jesus draws us to himself. And the Holy Spirit is who's God's representative and makes it real. I've watched teenagers, oh, I don't believe in that God stuff. And then all of a sudden, one day, they're rich and they feel his love and they think, what's that? I don't know if you were watching The Voice the other week. Who watched The Voice program? He came third, eh? Lovely Christian guy. But I remember a few weeks before, there was... Three guys who I'm sure must have been a song. And the Holy Spirit's presence filled that place. For about a minute, none of the judges could say a word. One of them ran out of the room crying because they were so overcome by the Spirit of God in that studio. And all they could say was, begin that song. They, they didn't know any other way to put it into words. And I thought, wow. When the Spirit of God cuts through, everything's and changes. And all of our own natural responses lose their power. I thought, Holy Spirit, let us walk in your grace. That's why I'm so dead to know the freedom and fullness of the Spirit every day because I know the power of how it can change a heart and life. Last one. When the Spirit of God comes, He gives us more in our lives. 
2 Timothy 1.7. For God will never you the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love and self-control. We all need self-control regularly, especially with our mouths. Sometimes with our attitudes. Food. I love food. Boy, it's a challenge to say no sometimes. Especially those desserts. Or those hot fried foods. Oh dear. Hungry? Stop it. Supper's on soon. I'm 15. We'll be finished. Appetites are good things. But we have to have self-control. Otherwise, they will destroy our lives. Acts 1.8 says, you this the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be filled with power and you will be my messengers to Jerusalem Judea the distant provinces even to the remotest places on earth the Amplified says but you shall receive power efficiency and a might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you if you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit you need his power in your life you need power. I, there's a power comes in my life that I cannot explain except the Holy Spirit comes. There's a freedom comes in my mind and my heart. Spirit brings. And He wants to fill all of us. He wants us to live a spiritual life where His Word and truth comes into us. The Holy Spirit has written the Bible. So I've learned if I get to know the book, all, all of a sudden comes alive. You know, if you have an author and then you read their book, all of a sudden it's more powerful. Sometimes you read a book and then the author thinks, oh, now I understand what they were really trying to say. Holy Spirit's the author of the Bible, so the more you let Him work in your life, the Bible comes alive and it's real and you can't wait to open it again in two minutes or five minutes or half an hour, whatever you can do. It comes alive because the Holy Spirit will inspire the Word and I open your mind to hear it and receive the spiritual, the spiritual food. Jesus said, man alone, but by every word that proceeds from my mouth. And that word proceeds is actually a present continuous. In other words, that is still proceeding from my mouth. So the Holy Spirit is speaking to our hearts every day. He keeps pouring out forth to your heart truth that can set you free. And always whether I listen or whether I say, oh, no, I don't want to, want to go that way. But the Holy Spirit's there drawing us. Power. Listen to this, um, Luke 11, 9. So it's with your prayers. Ask and you'll receive. And you'll discover. Knock on heaven's door and it will one day open. Every persistent person will get what he asks for. Every persistent seeker will discover what he needs. And everyone who knocks persistently will open door. Let me ask you this. Do you know of any father who would give a snake on a plate when he asks for a serving of fish? I hope not. Of course not. Do you know of any father who would give his daughter a spider when she'd ask? Of course not. If imperfect parents know how to lovingly take care of their children and give them what they need, how much more will the perfect heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit's fullness when His children are? Wow. Why has there been so much controversy in churches over the centuries, the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues and the gifts and power of the Spirit? Because the devil knows the power that comes with the Holy Spirit. But tried to bring deception conflict strife religious thinking sometimes just our own minds try to understand the supernatural and we'll always try and put God in a box that's a pretty scary thought because some of our minds are pretty small to try and fit God in and yet that's what some people have tried to do I've written whole big books to explain why God should fit in little parameters of how he should work when I've just decided a long time that doesn't work just make open Holy Spirit to do his supernatural work because you'll never understand it fully with your own minds. 
The Holy Spirit will blow the walls out of those limitations. He will take the walls off those cells. He will open up the ceiling of what we've limited him with. He wants to say, hey, make room for me. Let my spirit flow. Have a hungry heart. Don't settle for what you now know. Christian over 40 years and I'm so hungry for more of God. I don't want for what I know now. I'm hungry for more because there's so much more to experience. I've heard, I've read the books and I've heard the stories in the Bible. I think, mate, I haven't expected yet, so there's more to go. Don't ever think you've arrived because God wants to take you onto a greater journey. So that when you talk, when your atmosphere that shifts the place. I've read the story of Charles who was a, a, a mighty evangelist. He went into a factory one day. He walked in the factory with hundreds of people in this weaving factory. He didn't even say a word, stood in the doorway, and all of a sudden, one by one, they started to cry. Then they're all on their knees, and the panting revival came, and everyone came to Jesus. Hundreds didn't even say a word. He just carried the presence of Jesus. I thought, God, I need more of your presence. So when I went to a shop, there's something shifts in the atmosphere. Lord, I want your love so that when I'm challenged, I know how to love and forgive without reacting in the flesh. Lord, I want more of you so that I can see people as you see them, not just with my own eyes and trying to judge and understand their motives. I want me to see people as you see them. Because if we do it with your mind, we'll always fall way short and we'll have a very small position. But when we let the Holy Spirit come, he is, He's fully God. What Jesus did, he said, I did by the Holy Spirit and what I saw the Father do. There are no limits when the Spirit of God's flowing. Oh, Lord, I just feel the cry of the Spirit. Come on, open your hearts more. Open your heart. Don't settle for what you've experienced. Don't settle for what your understanding is. Let my Spirit come. Come on up, worship team. We're just going to take a few minutes tonight and just give some space for the Holy Spirit to touch our hearts so God can touch us with His love. He can touch us with His power. He can help us overcome battles in our mind to ourselves. He wants to bring revelation. Often we settle for less. And every now and then God surprises me. Sometimes it's when I'm in a prayer meeting. Sometimes I wake up in a morning and there's a scripture or a song in my All of a sudden something happens. I remember I was flying to India a few years ago. I was half asleep on the plane. You know, you sort of get really drowsy. Try to sleep in those. Who's a good plane sleeper? Not me. If you do, you wake up, your neck's all out of place. And you, oh, I've tried those neck pillows, but they don't work for me. Maybe I'm too tall for this or something. Or my knees are banging the person in front, so they're regularly banging you back. And plane travel's not much fun for tall people like me. I remember I was half asleep. Spirit started to give me a download with a prophetic word for Pastor Graham and all of his churches. I'm thinking, whoa, he's four and a half thousand churches seen multiplied miracles. I thought, oh, little pastor from Harvey Bay traveling in. The Holy Spirit said, no, it's okay. I'll carry this message to him. And I'm half away, half asleep. I slowly woke, woke up and I was fighting. I wrote down a whole page of things, turned it into a sermon and preached it to several thousand of his pastors. And that is the word Lord. I said, yeah, I know, because I got it when I was half asleep. I could never have thought of that. Now, why did that happen? Not because I'm anything super spiritual or special, but I'm open to hear from the Holy Spirit. I was just with your heart to God. You'll be amazed what He'll start to speak into your life. Start with a word. It'll start with a moment. A song will all of a sudden you're caught up because you just think, wow, that's so true. That's my life. 
I want to encourage you, open your heart. Let it be for the Spirit of God. So that out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.